Welcome all listeners and viewers. This is episode two of the Harris Huddle, and I have a very special guest. My brother, my close friend, I call his mama my mama, I call his sister my sister, current college football player, free safety at Wake Forest University, Nasir Greer. How you doing, my brother? What's up, Jalen? It's an uh, honor to be on this little podcast. I'm proud of you for doing this and your, your steps you're taking into this. It's really impressive, to be honest, just to see like how far you came with the, all this stuff. But I'm good. Appreciate it, my dog. How's the family? Uh, everything is good, man. You know, the pandemic, but we're trying to stay safe out here. I understand. I understand. Shoot. Man, it's real, real crazy out here. I know we talk about, like, each other's school, like, how now me being like me being in Mississippi State and you being at Wake Forest, like how is life really like as an athlete at Wake Forest? Um, life as an athlete. Let me see. It's it's pretty cool. I mean, I I know I go to a challenging school, and like all the athletes, we kind of like bond together because it's challenging. And but we we embrace the challenge, so it's like we don't get like slack for being athletes or like just like I don't know things get easier. It's like we go through everything that the regular students go through, and because we know our like what we go through as athletes, we tend to stick together and stuff. So I mean, school wise, it's okay. Um, the people you meet is like incredible, hmm. and. Yeah, really, ball just makes everything better, though. Cool, cool. You think, like, the school provides a good, like, support system around you guys? Or is this, is it like, is just the, the academics are just that tough? Um, I definitely would say it, they provide us with uh, good help because um, the hours, like, our advisors put in, in like, uh, access to tutors that is very helpful knowing like players are taking hard classes and, and it's during season sometimes so sometimes it's it's late hours so it's, it's really appreciated and they really do work hard for us understandable understandable now how's your recovery going how's your recovery currently going in your acl mcl recovery now i know the audience might not know nasir tour uh, got injured in the Syracuse game, if I'm correct, right? Yes. Mm-hmm, Syracuse. And what what stage would you think you you're currently on right now during this uh, pandemic and trying to train and rehab? Um, I'm like, I'm five, I'm five and a half months out, so I'm getting, I'm closer to like seventy five percent, I'll say, probably okay. seventy five. But I'm I'm working. And it's looking real good. I'm I'm proud of the I'm embracing and I'm proud of the process. And um yeah, things looking good. I think I'll be ready for the season. Okay, okay. Do you think like the lack of tools really helps or is just like getting that constant like motion or constant exercises and rehab? Or you don't think like the or do you think like the tools, like the machines, high tech machines that wake will really like push you faster or really like keep you on track rather than just like at home or local physical therapy 
workouts? Uh yeah, I mean it been re- it been really challenging for me at home because the resources at Wake are I think are much better than like the training places I go to here, and they do an incredible job here with me. But it's just like they don't have the same resources, and it's just like easier access at Wake Forest. So like that that kind of slowed me down, but I'm I'm really trying not to let it. Uh, slow me down too much, but uh, yeah, that 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 is really a big thing. Cause when I'm at school, I could easily just walk to the trainers every day, and when I'm here, I only could go like three times a week, and I gotta drive to like a place for them to come, to see me. Yeah, that's a big difference. Now, would I know this is tough to ask and probably tough to even think about? Would you would you possibly like consider like a red shirt season this year if if you're not in like in your mind at your peak of ready to play like season play? Um, yeah, it been some thoughts. I mean, you know, I try to stay positive. And I, I have a mindset that I'm gonna be ready regardless. But um, I thought about it. Um. If I'm not feeling the same, or if the Lord don't want me to to be out there immediately, then I I, I will sit games, and I will uh, take all the time that I need for my knee. I don't want to go out there too early and mess myself up. But uh, a rest of years is uh, very possible. I wouldn't look away from it if they really uh, tell me to benefit me. Um. I just, I'm just trusting the process, man. Whatever happens, happens. I'm just trying to go 100% in everything I do. Now, how would you feel about the coronavirus, coronavirus possibly taking away your season in whole this year, or, or just shortening up your prep preparation time? Like, I know, like, right, well, maybe a couple of weeks you'll probably start, or in a, maybe like two weeks you'll start, y'all start summer summer training, so. How do you like feel about that as a whole? Uh, it's kind of, it's kind of scary, and it it sucks to be honest. Because for one, we want fans at the game. We want to have a season. We work so hard in the off season just for them twelve opportunities we get during the season for that to get taken away. That that'll really suck. It's uh, it's just it's a it's so much work to go into it, like. Right after the season, the work starts, and it's like all that. And for it to be like op- optional and not guaranteed, it kind of that just it just sucks. But I hope I I think we will have a season, and I just hope everything is better by in the fall. Now I think you're probably one of the best safe. You're one of the best safeties in the ACC and probably in the country, in my opinion. But what are your what are your goals for for next season? Um, obviously, I wanna I wanna have high accolades and uh be awarded. But really, my main goals is is my team goals. I wanna really focus on accomplishing my team goals, getting my team to ACC championship. Um, or really going one week at a time, winning each week. Um, possibly even going to a college football playoffs, you know, and not not just really teams. I know if I could just try my best each each week, 
uh, do my best to help the team win. My individual uh, performance will show, and I will be recognized for my individual performances by doing the most I could do for my team. So, so I'm just putting the team first, really trying to win, go, and have a great year for like the seniors and the people last season, and my coaches. And I know if I do that, then my individual goals will come. Now, I know uh, a lot of people might not know about Wake Forest and as football, and it's kind of uh, it's kind of bad, but going up against Clemson, North Carolina, that's, that's going to be a tough task in the next season. But I feel like y'all got – like your kind of freshman group is kind of getting older now, and I feel like y'all, y'all guys can really compete and give, give teams a run for their money. Now, now we're going – like my next question for you, we're going to throw it back all the way to your freshman season versus Duke. How did it feel getting your first interception against Daniel Jones? Then months later in April, seeing him, like it seems like out of nowhere going the first, none the first round to the Giants. Uh, man, I remember that week like it was yesterday. It's crazy. It's crazy. I remember the, I remember the prep. I remember going out and practicing that week. We was five and six. We needed that game so bad to make a bowl game. And I just remember, like, the intensity that went in, into that game. That was my first game starting. Uh, I had to play nickel because we had some injuries. And they they, they like to throw the – they threw the ball a lot with Daniel Jones. So we just stayed almost in, like, a, a nickel dime personnel almost the whole game. So, I, like, I made my start, had my highest uh, number of stat, snaps that game and actually played my best game. In that game to see uh to get that interception, man, it was just it was crazy. I just felt like I was uh, living the dream that I always dreamed of. It felt good celebrating with my teammates, and then to see that Daniel Jones went what, what he went probably six. Did he go six? Oh, uh, I think. So. Well, they might have been outside the top. Yeah, I think he went six. Yeah, that, two that was, in the top ten. Just to, just to know I picked off uh, a top 10 quarterback was just – that's just crazy. And that's starting on the NFL team right now. That's just crazy. But that's like, the do you, do you think, like, kind of like the head coach kind of like – I know they don't get, like, Duke doesn't get the best talent on the football side. Do you think, like, their coach, like, does a, like, good job, like, I guess coaching them up and boosting their like kind of draft status with the quarterbacks and, and probably overall, I would say. I think I think Duke is a, a respected program, and they're definitely not a team to to sleep on. It, they have they have good players there, and um, yeah, each each year we uh play them, we don't take it lightly. It's it's very serious. We know they have talent each year though to beat us and we just we we don't sleep on teams we really come with our a game each week and uh i think that coach is pretty good and uh they have some nice players yeah i feel i feel the same way because like guys i mean probably media members and people really just just general people around the country really just kind of like Call Duke and North Carolina basketball schools. I mean, they are, but I remember a couple of years ago, Duke was going 
head to head with like Florida State when they was like in their prime, like of up, up, up in the mountaintop, like winning national championships. But on to the next subject, one of your teammates on the team. I know Wake, Wake has a lot of great good players on their team and great players like yourself, Carlos Basham Jr. Describe his impact in game to people who may not know, and I feel like they're gonna know this year, but they should have known this year. That's my boy Boogie. That's my boy, uh, my boy Boogie, Carlos Basham. Uh, yeah, man, he 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 really a game changer. Uh, to like how he could get sacks is crazy. It's like sometimes we could just rely on his pass rush. And that'll just erase it or erase erase it all. Miss blown coverages, somebody getting beat, it's erased because it's pass rush. And it's just like it's good to have uh D lineman up there that could like really control up front and just be a game changer. And it helps it really helps me in the back end to be able to know that they gotta get the ball off quick dang and be able to hold it for a long time. So, yeah, like, he, he's really a game changer for real. Because, like, when I used to watch, I mean, of course I watched Wake Forest games because of you, but, like, I just watch it kind of, like, more in depth now, like, all the positions. This is, like, he always jumps off the screen. And to whoever may not know out there, Carlos Basham Jr., hopefully I'm saying his name right, he is a first-team all-ACC defensive end. And I feel like he's probably – he is – is the best defensive lineman in the ACC besides Marvin Wilson from Florida State. I feel like him and Marvin Wilson are the top two defensive linemen. Well, at least Basham is the boogie, or boogie is the number one end in the in the uh, in the conference. Forget Clemson's defensive ends; he is the he's it. So, as we're moving on, how do you feel? I know your coach said about two day, two three days ago. He said. Uh, no, Wake Forest is the best team in the state. How do you feel about that? I agree with him. I think I think if you just look back at the numbers we did in the state, and you look back uh, of uh, on the records and what Coach Lawson has did in the state of North Carolina, he beat every team in the, in uh, North Carolina. We won the big three last year. We beat uh, App State last time we played them. Elon, uh, and just all the teams in the state, uh, they have their respect. The fact that of our record and what Coach Clawson has done in the state, and I think it is like they try to still go around it, but it's like it's, it's there. Look at your history; it's there. The numbers is there. Yeah, I feel like that's a – it's not a bold statement because he backs it, you can back it up with facts easily, but I feel like that kind of will catch people off guard. And then when they really go in depth, they're like, yeah, he's right. And I feel like Wake Forest is really building. I, they can really – I really feel like y'all can get to a big bowl game and really succeed under his under his leadership and, and coaching. Now, if you may not – people may not know that Wake Forest is in the ACC and – there are a lot of good players in that in that conference. What's the what's the top good players and teams in that conference? What's the top teams you look forward to possibly next season in general, just playing in the ACC and in your conference and 
like teams you look forward look for, forward to? Well, each year I always got Clemson circled on my cal- calendar because we know that's the top team we play each year. They're gonna be the top rated rated team, and they're gonna have good players. It's gonna go to the NFL. So, and every every single year we're gonna be doubted. We're gonna be the underdogs. So I just I just love going out there and just playing. Now showing, trying to showing like people that we could play with them. Hopefully, we'll get them this year. I believe so. We just got to work hard each week. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great talent on that team, and that's always a team uh, I'm looking forward to play. Um, Syracuse, another team, even kind of ironic because I got injured against <laughs> Syracuse, but Syracuse has beat us each year that we played them since I've been here. So like. Um, this third year getting that win on our home field, this is it'll be an important one this year. Um, uh, yeah, considering what they have done to us when I was a freshman and then when I was a sophomore, so that's gonna be a big game. Um, do you think, do you think, um, North Carolina is gonna be like kind of a not a dark horse to beat Clemson, but I know you guys beat them last year, like. Do you think they're going to be one of those teams kind of like youth, up and coming, like growing? Uh, I think, yeah, North Carolina, they had some real good players. I know they had a, a young quarterback. So, yeah, I think I think they would be uh, real good. Hope, I don't know if we, uh, uh, we probably – we don't play them. We don't have them on our schedule right now. Oh, uh, okay, okay. But, um, yeah, I, I would love to play them more, get the Wake Forest against UNC more. It's just, it's just a – a great matchup down the road. Now, who are who are some top th- two or three players that are underrated on your team that you think are going to break out next season or possibly in the future? Um, I'm a, uh, I'm gonna talk about my defense. So, first, uh, the first player I think is definitely uh, Ryan Schmender, and uh. That's that's my brother, man, uh, my sweet mate, and I, I see his I see his grind these day. I see what he puts into it, and I really think it's gonna pay off for him. He uh been playing Mike and uh, starting since a freshman. Um, that's tough. So and I think I think his time gonna come where uh he gonna get the shine this season. I, and just looking at like how he worked and how he been doing, I think it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna uh, show. And also, Jasir Taylor, um, he's going into his uh, true senior year, and people haven't seen much of him. But like at nickel, and uh, he played a he played a, a lot of snaps as our uh, third corner, and now he's the number one, and I think he's gonna play like a number one and, and have a real good senior campaign to really uh, put his name out there. And I I just always could see the work he put in, and I always be in the uh, indoor with him, and just watch his grind from up close. So I believe like he's gonna have a breakout season and do his thing this year. Now, ladies and gentlemen, look out for those names and those those guys. I feel like I'm definitely gonna be watching as watching the defense and offense and watching Wake Forest. I feel like I'm gonna keep an eye on those names. And now, what do you think 
who do you think is the best player, or you can give me a top three if you can't really put your finger on it, like player you faced on defense that was on offense over your two years you've been at Wake? Well, I have to – just going off my last season, the last previous season, I got a – Cam Akers, he was a a real good running back for Florida State. And to see, like, what he did against us with with the limited, like, tools he had in his offense was uh, impressive. And, um, man, he just just run hard. He's he's just an incredible running back. I think he's, like, probably one of the harder running backs we played in the ACC with, like, Obviously, Etienne and uh, AJ, uh, uh, AJ Dillon, uh, they are uh, also good running backs. But I think Cam Akers really uh, actually kind of shocked us, considering like he has less tools than uh, those other guys. And another player, um, I have to say, obviously Trevor Lawrence, but I'm not gonna. I don't want to uh, mention Trevor Lawrence. Uh, and, uh, we all know he's great. But really, yeah. but really like, uh, T. Higgins. T. Higgins has been did real, really showed out against us the last two years. And he really took over against us kind of in the beginning of the, of the game last season. So I think uh, he he's probably one of the best uh, receivers we don't play in uh I don't play it against an ACC. Um, so um, that's a pretty that's a pretty good group. I feel like I was gonna ask you about T Higgins, but he mentioned A.J. Dillon. He probably named all of the people I probably was thinking about. Yeah, they're pretty tough. Now, now that you've named those players, does it feel good like competing against those players? Like you know are gonna be like draft picks, not maybe not high, but you know. They either gonna be high draft picks or they're gonna be in the league and like doing well against them. Does that kind of like give you a little like confidence boost or like, hey, yeah, like I, I, I belong. I belong on this level and possibly in the next level, I belong. Oh, no, no doubt. I love I love playing against those great players, and I just love to be being able to show my my dominance, being able to show how good I am compared to those players, and. I think uh, – and try to, like, earn respect on the field. Lead the field with respect. That's the uh, the biggest thing. And obviously to win. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I love playing against uh, the best. That's the one reason why I wanted to play for Wake Forest in the ACC because of the competition. Now, what's one thing you say you probably – you probably like one thing you wish you probably well you were I was in not a regret or like one thing you left on the field throughout your like all of your years playing maybe like middle school pop Warner or maybe not pop Warner but middle school high school maybe college is there is there one thing you say you left on the field or you, you're just happy or, or you just you're at peace with with all all of your playing or like all of your moments on the field, um, I think 
I think uh, I won't say I have any uh, regrets or things I left out to the field. What I would say, um, what I would say is, I done definitely gained uh, appreciation more for the game. And I, I always appreciated the game, but since I got hurt, I'd never really been hurt before this long. And um, you start, you start like every time you hit the field, you start making really wanting to cherish it different. And I know, like, when I get back on the field, I'm going to definitely cherish each moment different. Not saying I didn't, but during, during my season last year, some moments that I probably let uh, go away because I didn't, I didn't really cherish it. And, like, and you never know when, like, your last snap is. So I think, I think definitely, like, uh, being, like, I don't know, just cherishing the moments more as I play. It, it hits different. I understand. Yeah, it's different. Now, what's as we come to the conclusion of the interview, what's something like you would say to like possibly new fans or just fans in general watching you or like watching your team? What's like some words or some some statement you had to say regarding go, coming in the next season? And just what do you think? Or what's some words you have to say? Uh, well, first, I want to shout out the Demon Deacon fans. The uh... I love them. Got a lot of Demon Deacon fans, man. Uh, uh, underrated group. Uh, but uh, I, we appreciate y'all. And um, to be, I say just look out, look out for weight. Um, people, people sleep on us. The the North Carolina still sleep on us, even though we've proven to be a, the best each year. Um, look for some true ballers to really come out next year from weight. And um, just, just just get ready for us to shock the world, basically. And that concludes it for the second episode of the Harris Huddle with your host, Jalen Harris. And thank you for our special guest, Nasir Greer, yes, safety out of Wake Forest, for joining me today and giving us, giving us a little bit of his time and information. Thanks, my bro. Thank you. And we out.